Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. And that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. Welcome to the Full Press Packers Pod, part of Full Press Coverage. My name is Kyle Senra, and joining me is my co-host, Jesse Hall. How are you doing, Jesse? Hey, no complaints over here, Kyle. I'm doing well. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, how is that possible? Because the Packers, unfortunately, uh, their record is not looking well. Uh, they're now 4-8 after another loss, uh, this time 40-33 to at the hands of the Eagles. Uh, but what, that's... When was the last time they won? Well, I mean, yeah, they beat the Cowboys. Before that, it's the... It's funny. Their last two wins are in overtime. The overtime win against the Patriots at the start of October, then the overtime win against the Cowboys. Those are those are the last two months. that that's, that's two months, and they've had two wins, essentially. In the last two Nothing months. comes easy this year, that's for sure. No, no. It's uh, just another case of that. And, I mean, frankly... I, I said it going in. Like, I didn't expect them to beat the Eagles. It's a very similar feeling to the Bills. Like, this is one of the best teams in the league. Uh, and the Eagles are, what, 10-1 and one now? So uh, uh, probably a pretty strong, deserving 10-1. and one. Like, they really do seem like they're one of the, not only one of the strongest run teams, which we definitely saw as the Packers, but uh, just one of the best, uh, great defense and overall one of the best teams. And, um, you know, Jalen Hurts has developed as a passer this year. So it's just it's this extra dimension. Eagles could be going to the Super Bowl. So it's uh, against the elite teams. I mean, it was a one-score game. That's about as much as you could hope for, though, I think. Yeah, I, yeah. just to start off, the Eagles are just a, a team that I, I love how they're built. I, I love how they play. They're strong in the trenches. They run the football, and they got a quarterback that's only going to keep getting better. So hard not to like how they're built. I mean, obviously, I don't like losing, but they, they got it. They got a nice system how they're built over there. It's really impressive. 
and they don't make mistakes. Very well coached. The first penalty, do you, do you remember the when the Eagles' first penalty of the game was? It was in the fourth quarter, wasn't it? I know the first first half it, was it was It was in the third quarter, but basically halfway through the third quarter. Okay. So you've yeah. gone through almost three quarters, like, of, of game time. You've gone basically through three quarters of the game before, or not quite three quarters of the game at all, uh, two-thirds of the game, basically, before the Eagles took a penalty. And, I mean, the Packers didn't, I mean, they had, I think the Packers had three penalties in the first half. So it's not that they were super undisciplined, but the, the Eagles, very well-disciplined team, both in terms of game penalties, but also disciplined with their play. Very well-coached. Right. Yeah, you're well-coached, strong in the trenches, and don't make mistakes. That sounds like a winning formula to me, that's for sure. Does Nick Sirianni get coach of the year consideration? I think so. I Hands down, I think he does. I mean, there's some good coaching going on this year, but, yeah, it's impressive. I think one of the things, the narratives the writers could go with, because obviously you're looking at the record, like, you know, again, 10-1, and 1, they're the best record in the NFC right now. Um, but is you know, how, how responsible is Sirianni – for Jalen Hurts' development as a passer and as his, not just his head coach, but as his, the leader of uh, and coordinator of his offense and, and the creator of his offense, like how much do we owe to that? And if the right, if the NFL uh, Associated Press writers say a lot, I could see them being with, with, like echoing your statement, Jesse, and like hands down, he's a lock for coach of the year. Cause it's funny because through the, the first like month and even two months of the season, there were maybe some different names. Like Doug Peterson was being floated around after the Giants hot start, Brian Dable. Like you're you winning this many games with Daniel Jones. I, I still think, and I mean, you know, what they've lost two in a row now, but I still think Brian Dable could also get some consideration. But one name that. I hadn't really heard many media people talking about with Sirianni, but it seems like in your mind, Jesse, you, you think that's actually a very, not just a, 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 you know, a wild out of the, the blue answer. You think it's, it's almost the favorite and the strongest answer. I think so. They were a good team last year. They, they were the team that I thought was the scariest matchup for us going into the playoffs, but I think they took that next step and going in with a quarterback that there are a lot of doubts. A lot of people thought that there was, that was their weakest link. And to see how he grew uh, uh, kudos to Hertz. Don't get me wrong. But I think coaching plays a big part of that and just the chemistry. And that's something that the Packers are missing this year. So maybe I'm a little jealous, but that team believes in what he's selling for sure. I mean, they're confident. Uh, they're tough. I, I, my, I tip my hat to him. He's doing a hell of a job. Because at the end of the day, the Packers just aren't executing. Maybe, maybe you're, what you're saying about the belief is, is true. And as, as, as this, these losses pile up, that belief gets tougher and t- tougher to stretch. But really these last two games, I felt the run defense has just been atrocious. And you know what? Maybe not having Devondre Campbell to help clean up those run gaps is that's being severely missed right now. But at the same time, it seems like the defensive line has just been basically bullied by opposing offensive lines last two weeks, the Titans and then the Eagles who are two of the strongest running teams in the league. But it also shows if the Packers defense is playing those elite run teams, they don't have an answer for them. Yeah. And my problem with the Packers, they say it every week. It's a broken record. <clears throat> you at some point, it's you You can talk tough and say all the right things, but but it matters on the field. And at times, I think we go through the motions. And there was times that, you know, Green Bay stuffed them on two short yardage situations. So it, it, but it's not on a consistent level. And yeah, you can have Campbell back. You can have. Ray Lewis playing the linebacker. If you're getting your butt kicked in the trenches and that you're not, not getting, you're not clean. It's going to be a long day. And I mean, Kenny Clark, I think he's great. He got his butt kicked this week and everybody else, at least in the run game, they, they just got out, man. Um, and, and that Philly line is strong. Don't get me wrong. Not taking nothing away from them, 
they get paid too, but you could tell who wanted it and who was technically just better. Well, I think specifically Kenny Clark. I mean, this these are the assignments we hate for Kenny Clark when they've got an elite center. And I mean, I'm pretty sure Jason Kelsey was the first team all pro center last season. And considering how good they're doing this year, I'd imagine that he's probably going to repeat that. So you could make the argument he's the best center in the league. And Clark saw a lot of him and Jason Kelsey played like he was the best setter in the league. So it, it, it seemed like he, he got the better of Clark almost the entire game every time. Yeah. Those Kelsey guys are pretty dang good at football. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, I, I think I'm better at podcasting, but maybe I'm biased on that. <laughs> uh, hopefully our listeners think that too. And if not, we can at least hope to help uh, entertain a little bit, but, uh, but yeah, you, you mentioned something about the short yardage. And it's funny. I think it was the third drive of the game. They finally got the stops. And even then it was, okay, they allowed an eight-yard run on, on first down, but then they they the Eagles gained one yard on the next three run plays on second, third, and fourth down and got a turnover on downs. Uh, did that possession end, though, with the Aaron Rodgers interception? Yeah. <laughs> Gave it right back. <laughs> yeah, that was and that was the thing. It was not capitalizing on the mistakes. But you're right, Is is it's the – Green Bay run defense comes alive at certain moments. And I'm looking at uh, so my something I write for full press coverage every week is the goal line grade and, and the goal line guide. Sorry. And I give goal line grades to each team. And a lot of this is done from a, for a fantasy football perspective. But one of the important things I look at is, is just team efficiency, both offensively and defensively inside the five yard line. And the Packers have allowed eight rushing touchdowns inside the five yard line which this season, which to be fair is a lot. It's up there in terms of total number of touchdowns, but teams have also run 26 rushing plays against the Packers inside their own five yard line. That's the second most in the entire league. So the percentage is only 31%. Uh, How many teams are lower than the Packers? I'm seeing only four teams below the Packers, uh, 31% or sorry, five teams. So the Packers sixth best goal line defense at least from the uh, in the run game so they show that they can do it at certain moments but also when you're defending inside the five and you can condense you can add extra players inside the box so that's part of also they need that it seems like they need that extra help inside the box to be effective against the run game it's not happening because the defensive line is getting push yeah um and it makes sense right Uh, green bay is pretty tough at times against the pass Uh, you know, then they fall apart at other times, but you know, there's, they're ranked pretty high in the league still against the pass, but yeah, just for whatever reason, keep getting worse and worse against the run and teams don't fear it. Um, And I think a lot goes back to, you know, technique and being right. If you look at the angles that were taken in this game, (laughs) wow. It, it looked like some pop Warner kids out there. You know, I get it. Quay Walker's a rookie. But this was one of the best tacklers in college football last year, and he is just out of position all the time. And Adrian Amos, I don't, I don't know what happened there, but same thing. Just this was a technic, technically sound guy last year, probably one of the one of the best safeties tec- technically wise in the in the league. Not saying he was the best, but this guy was as sound as they came. And this year, man. <laughs> Just it's he looks lost out there. Um, well, and I almost wonder was Amos just trying to do too much? Is that part of he, like he yeah. feels like because he's one of the best safeties, the burden, especially with that with Darnell Savage going out, did, did Amos feel like he had to make every play? And if you're doing that though, you're usually going to make mistakes. So it's it's unfortunately 
not to blame it all on, on Amos because the team around him is doing so bad. He's going to make extra mistakes because he's trying to do so much. It could, but he, he looks really slow, but <clears throat> like you said, maybe he's trying to take on too much. Rudy Ford looks pretty good. I, I think, I think he gets a starter next year at safety. I really do. I mean, he's making plays, he's flying around. And then the guys that we expected to be flying around are looking slow. Now, again, is that scheme where they're just putting too much on their, on their plate and they're not playing downhill? Maybe, but yeah, I just it, fundamentally something is way out of whack. And again, it goes back to, Hey, are, are they buying into what's being sold to them? I doubt it. Cause I don't know how Joe Barry was allowed to coach that second half. Cause I'm telling you, um yeah oh, Jalen Hurts just torched them through the air and all the ground anything Jalen Hurts did worked it, it, they they had no answer for him he what he had 100 rushing yards in the first half it, 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 first oh, quarter that, wasn't it the first yeah. quarter yeah what four runs he was over 100 yards and and the thing with the Eagles we've seen this year is they get to big starts and then slow down the second half and it kind of happened a little bit but it it seemed like it was one of those okay you just got to weather this storm but even then, it's you know this this almost seems hopeless. Like they're not the the Eagles aren't going to slow down in the second half because the Packers aren't aren't good enough to stop them to, and then force them to slow down. It it's, did to a certain extent, but but yeah, it uh, the run defense was brutal and, and it's funny talking about your thirty one percent touchdown rate on uh, inside their own goal line inside their own five. Uh, so you know, plays that start inside uh, the five yard line or closer to their own goal line. Packers have only allowed thirty one percent of those plays to be touchdowns, at least of the running plays. And again, that's the sixth best rate in the league. So good defense, but then they, they just played against two of the teams that are better than them. The Eagles have only allowed 20% touchdown rate. And then the Titans at 25%. Uh, so two of the better teams, I think the Eagles are, would be the third best team in the league in that regard. So unfortunately, while the Packers in that area were good, they also matched up against teams that were arguably better than them in that, in that one area where uh, of a strength of theirs. Yeah, just a bad matchup. Um, I still don't think they had a good game plan coming in against a team like this, but yeah, you're right. It's a, it was a bad matchup. This is why Philly scared me last year because they they are tough. They run the football, and they they don't play outside of what they are. Tennessee's the same way too. As you know, I don't think they're as good as their record is, but they have an identity and they stick with it. And that's one thing Green Bay does not have. That's for sure. So yeah, I'm with you, Kyle. I it just Teams that are better than us and know what they want to do, and they go out there and do it. And Green Bay just looks like there are 11 individuals on that side of the ball right now. Well, it seems like one big problem that we talked about the last two years with this Joe Barry defense, and it's not just for Sean Gary because he didn't play, and it was still a problem to, uh, last night. The the the, no the, def- the the I guess it's the outside linebackers technically crash to the middle too much and do not contain. And then like how often was Hertz just escaping on either side because the, the, the outside linebackers are coming in and trying to cut inside too much. And that's been a problem for the last two years. They, they try too hard to get upfield and not enough focus on the contain. Uh, what play was it? It was the, it was actually against the Titans. It was the Bengals. They had a defensive lineman basically like kind of almost push some offensive lineman out of the way and, and to kind of cut off Henry's lane to force him to take it outside and not give him a lane up the middle. The idea of that, it's almost the reverse of, of the contain aspect, but that interior defensive lineman wasn't making the play to try and tackle Derrick Henry. He didn't try and jump out to get Henry. If he'd done, he wouldn't have been blocking the O-lineman. wouldn't have, have cleaned things for the other players, but he cleared out the offensive lineman. So the other, I think it was two other Bengals players came in and tackled Derrick Henry. So the guy making the play wasn't looking to, I have to get, I have to get the ball carrier down. 
like these outside linebackers don't always have to, they don't have to be the one getting the sack. Can they be in a position to force the quarterback to get hit by other players? I think that's like you're saying, Jesse, they're not playing enough as as a team. They're playing too much as individuals. And it seems like that's an area specifically with that pass rush that makes them so vulnerable to, again, a hundred rushing yards from a quarterback in a quarter. Right. Yeah. I I think you're exactly right. You know what you talk about with the Bengals, you know, Derek Henry, you don't want him to go North and South. You want to stretch him out. You know, and if that's your goal to take away those rush lines and get, get him going laterally, perfect. Right. If that's the plan, but when you leave lanes, like the Packers are coming up field that are, you know, as big to drive a truck through, that that's not going to work either. So, and and that's what it is exactly what you're saying. Instead of, you know, trying to play under control, I guess is the right thing. Instead of, you know, flying around the corner just to try to get the sack. I mean, the Eagles will take that all day long. Their tackles will ride you out wide and and say, good luck trying to stop this guy who's, you know, as big as a linebacker running the football. So it works out pretty good for them. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, so now we go from bad to worse. So we've known Aaron Rodgers has had a broken thumb. Uh, He's talked about it, it, it. He suffered it at the end of the, the London game. So honestly, probably not coincidentally, that's when the, the, the five game losing streak started was against the giants there. And they were doing so well in the first half. And it just kind of came apart at the end. We think we know that why it's because he broke his thumb in that game. He looked awful against the jets because he was, you know, one week removed from that broken thumb and then progressively started to get better. He was throwing the ball better against Washington. The team success wasn't so great. The offense kind of struggled after that Amari Rogers fumble on special teams. So for some reason that this offense lets think anything that happens in the game, just derail them. It doesn't even have to be something that happens on offense, but uh, you know, he's progressively getting better, but then seems like re-aggravated the injury. And it seems like also dealing with some other injuries too, uh, rib injuries and, and some things like that. Uh, Rogers had to leave the game and Jordan Love came in actually threw a touchdown um we can we can you know in in what like half a quarter he had almost as many passing yards as Aaron Rodgers did through more over three quarters so uh I don't know do, do we want to talk about Jordan Love uh I guess you know considering how late we are in the season and Rodgers injuries and I mean I, I know that something we talked about before I guess I'll ask you this question too before we get to Jordan Love is have we seen the end of Aaron Rodgers both in Green Bay and in the NFL was this it? Was this his final game? And this way, going down against the Eagles. Um, yes, I think it's his last game this year. Uh, yes, I think it's probably his last game with the Packers. No, I don't think he retires. He's not going to leave fifty, almost sixty million dollars on the table. Uh, I do not see that happening. But um, this might have been the last game for Rodgers as a Packer. I, I really feel that. Um, I know you're a lot harder on Jordan Love, but he was a breath of fresh air. <laughs> He made some throws and that ball was live. There's no, there's never been a doubt of his arm talent. It's just everything else and him being confident and leading a, an offense. And he was poised. Um, of course, it's a small sample size. I'm not going to act like he's the second coming or, well, I guess the third coming for Green Bay. But um, I, I liked what I saw with Rodgers getting hurt. There, there's no way he's playing anymore this year. He's done. There's no reason to play him. Um, 
it's it's time to show what Jordan Love has, and you know, it, endings are never good, right? Like it, it, breakups in the Aaron Rodgers era, it, we knew it's not going to end well unless they won a Super Bowl, and that's not happening this year. Um, it might be time. It might be time to try to make a move. I know trading, we can get all of this in the offseason. It, it might be tough to do. There's a lot of guaranteed money, but there's ways around it. Um, dates matter after June 1st matters. But <clears throat> I, think, I think it might be the passing of the guard. I really do. Yeah, perhaps the Jordan era love, uh, the Jordan love era beginning. Um, uh, yeah, the Jordan era, that's, that's a basketball thing. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe this, this was the end of the Packers Jordan era, in a sense, uh, Aaron Rodgers and his brilliance. You could almost argue this is the forthcoming because let's let's give Bart Starr some respect too. But but in terms of the transition to go straight from Favre to Rodgers to hopefully a Hall of Fame quarterback in Jordan Love, um, I mean made some plays. He had the the thirty six yard touchdown to Christian Watson. Now similar to his what was eighty one yard touchdown to to Shia Deguara last year, it you know the ball traveled five yards past the line of scrimmage, eight yards past the line of scrimmage, and so you mentioned the arm talent. We know he's got the arm strength to put the ball anywhere. I think what comes into question is the accuracy throwing deep and throwing even intermittently. I think what we've seen at the NFL level is he can throw short, really accurately, and and the the the, the, uh, the case of that Watson touchdown was throw on time, and that's important, and that that's the part. And I think what we saw uh, in small sample size with Jordan Love is he actually handles the blitz well because he throws so well short. So. You know, you build your game out. So, like, the, he's got the, the short game set. Now it's just getting that downfield accuracy. Because really the only game I can remember where he's really thrown it deep with accuracy was the Saints game, which I don't know. I know we don't want to talk about, but week one last year. And, I mean, he was playing against Shell prevent defense because they had a 30-point lead. So I'd l- I still need to see Love complete the ball accurately at all levels of the field when in, in close games when the defense is really – playing him then so uh, you know some great plays and kept that game afloat to where that could have gone south against such a great eagles team and kind of kept the packers afloat so emotionally it also shows that maybe rogers isn't the emotional center of this team in that i mean i think he you know he could still be the emotional leader but his absence on the field won't necessarily psychologically affect this team more than it seems like like you're saying they're just disjointed and and that's not even really a Rogers thing. If we're really saying it's this team's not playing well together, that's all on coaching. Like Rogers can only do so much, especially on defense. He can't really do anything. So if, if this team, this seems like the negative emotions from this team come more from how this coaching staff is, is treating them. Not even like that, that they're treating them negatively, but they're not working the details enough. They're leaving them out there. There's too much that the, the details are missed with the coaching staff to where the players are kind of just, freelancing it and there's no connection unity that seems like that's taking a much bigger emotional toll than rogers or in this case rogers absence so that's at least a good sign i suppose right yeah and i think chemistry really matters first of all the best throw that jordan love had this game which showed to me showed some awesome accuracy was the one that that aaron jones dropped that was a dime that was a quality NFL throw. Of course, you got to do it more than once, but it, it was impressive because that thing was a bullet and it was a tough throw to make. And he hit that back shoulder perfect on it. So that was impressive. Um, it'll be nice to see some game planning for him to actually, hey, you know, you have what's left, five games? 
let's go to work and, and just see what the kid has. So I'm big on that. And to your point too, with the chemistry, it's not all on Aaron Rodgers, but at the same time, this is a young team. I'm sure they got sick of, you know, Aaron Rodgers doesn't show up in the preseason. Then he's yelling at everybody and flipping out. They get sick of that too. So here's somebody that's a little bit more in their age group. It's a chemistry thing, right? And that's not all Aaron Rodgers fault. Like I'm older than Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, I get it, but you know, I think this team can click and build on something with someone that's their age, that's been practicing with him, that work with him, running scout stuff. Um, it's time. Now, is it going to be better than what Aaron Rodgers is? That's that's going to probably not, to be honest with that. But a team that believes in what they're doing and is clicking, look at the Eagles, look at teams like that, and buying into what's being sold. And again, like you said, coaching, it plays a big part in it, where if they're not buying into it, but it, it was kind of a breath, breath of fresh air, say, seeing last night, late in that game, this team still fight when it could have been ugly. And, and they fought and they, I think they rallied around Jordan love coming in. So there was, even though it's a loss and yes, we know there's no playoffs this year. There were some things to take away from it and hopefully build on for the future. Well, I, th- I think good point about just that, like of, you know, he, he could at least give the team confidence that he can lead the offense and, and that it's not going to completely derail. Um, I wanted to make another point. Now I can't remember. Uh, I guess. I, oh yeah, no, you're you're right. Maybe I am too harsh on Jordan Love, and maybe that does just come from draft day and you know all the players they could have had in that spot. And frankly, just what we just saw, knowing that if they had taken a receiver in the second round, they probably could have had Jalen Hurts in the second in the or taken a receiver in the first round. They could have had Jalen Hurts as well. Like T Higgins and Jalen Hurts would look amazing on the Packers right now and said they've got only Jordan Love. So, uh, and, uh, you know, Josiah DeGuerra and, and AJ Dillon. They've got those guys at least. And AJ Dillon kind of came back and had, had a good game after he's been really, uh, disappointing this year. But yeah, uh, maybe, maybe I am a little harsh on Jordan Love, but, uh, it looks like Jordan Love era begins now. It could, it could very well be, at least I think for the rest of this year, because there is absolutely no reason. Well, first of all, if it's an oblique injury or broken ribs or whatever they're, they're saying, um, I guess I will make one other point. If Aaron Rodgers broke his dang thumb back when you could have gave him two weeks off to heal up and they didn't do that, wow, was that mismanagement all around. Um, come back from London. If it's broke, let him sit. I, you don't let him make that decision, first of all. You sit him for a week or two and you salvage your season. And it all unraveled, and I think that is an epic fail. Well, without knowing how bad he, like, before the Jets game, knowing how bad he played in the Jets game, it's really easy to say that hindsight. But until you know how bad it's broken, like, I I can't blame them for saying, okay, a slightly broken thumb Aaron Rodgers is still better than Jordan Love. Like, I, I, I haven't seen enough from Jordan Love to say that that's not true. So I can't necessarily blame the coaching staff because salvage your season. Like, if you're going to Love... It was early enough in the season that maybe you can stomach it, okay, a couple weeks, but also knowing that tough stretch was coming, like at that point, like I, I don't think Jordan Love is the best option to win games. And maybe it was. Maybe again, Rogers looked awful against the Jets. Maybe actually Love would have been better for that game. Um, I think by the time the Washington game came around, he looked better enough that that, that was that would have still been the better option. So maybe they should have just given him a week off. Yeah, um, I mean- the one thing, though, it didn't seem like him playing through it aggravated it. It was really a hit he took in this game aggravated it. So I'm kind of okay with it, them handling it the way they have. Um, 
because again, I haven't seen enough from Jordan Love, but the truth is for Jordan Love to improve, he needs to do it on the field. So to your credit, Jesse, at this point, give him the rest of the season. Let show, right. let him prove you wrong almost. Like if he, okay, this guy really can't handle the NFL, but I think we've seen enough to, it's, he, he, it's not that he doesn't belong, but if I were to rank who's the best quarterback of all the quarterbacks likely to start this week, is Jordan Love better than the 29th quarterback in the NFL? Yes. <laughs> I don't know about that. I think so. <laughs> all right. Well, maybe, maybe I'm, and that's again, maybe that's me being too harsh on Jordan Love. Cause I think he does need to improve. But again, the only way he's going to do at this point is on the field. The only way he's going to get better at with his uh, intermediate and deep accuracy is by playing and throwing more. So give him the rest of the season to, to kind of show what he can do. And there's some bad quarterbacks in the league. So that's why I say yes, because <laughs> there's some really bad quarterback play. But to that, too, even, you know, it might say, you know, Rodgers was probably still the better option. But with these medical staffs, even taking a loss there, going in with Jordan Love against the Jets, who, yes, they had a good record at the time, but it's a non-division team in a NFC that was really close. Even chalk it up as a loss and you get to rest up Rodgers for the rest of the year. I, I just I thought it was foolish. And again, I think it's Matt LaFleur. I think he's just bows down to Aaron Rodgers and he's afraid to do anything. And I really feel that way that, you know, and of course Aaron Rodgers is going to say he can play if, you know, he'd have his hand cut off and still try to play. I think he's that tough, but that's just a coach not taking control. And, and hopefully going forward, Matt LaFleur, if he goes with Jordan Love can feel more comfortable doing his thing. Cause right now I think he's a lot of talk and I think he's got some, some stuff to prove going forward for me, at least. Well, we did talk a lot, so that, like I think is some good topics to discuss, whether it's just the Eagles game or the fallout and all this quarterback situation. <laughs> uh, if you want to make your voice heard, do you think I'm being too harsh on Jordan Love? Do you think Jesse's right? Uh, let us know on Twitter at FPC underscore Packers. You can also follow your co-host individually. Jesse's at Hall underscore J Hall 1212. I'm at Center Says. As always, I uh, want to encourage people to download the full press coverage app, which is available for free on Android and iOS stores. Uh, the Full Press Coverage app gives you access to all the great Full Press Coverage content, articles, podcasts, the Full Press Radio Network, everything available in one convenient place. Yeah, download for free today the Full Press Coverage app. Also, want to shout out PA the Second on Twitter at PA underscore II official. He lets us use the song For Your Body as our intro and outro music. Also, want to just uh, get shout out to him. Uh, four days ago, released a new uh, single called Bad Boy Outside, BBO. So uh, check out uh, all, all of PA, uh, the second social accounts uh, for everything there. And wherever you download music, check out the new song, Bad Boy Outside. Uh, I guess it's, uh, out, I guess it, is this an outdoor game in Chicago coming up? Uh, Green Bay and the Bears. You know, we were thinking Jordan Love versus, or sorry, we were thinking Justin Fields versus Aaron Rodgers. Now we might get Jordan Love versus Trevor Simeon. So great quarterback battles, classic. Yeah, it is what it is, but through good or bad, uh, it's Go Pack Go, and it is Bear Weeks. Curb our enthusiasm and look for different things, but let's go get it done. Yeah, I'm sure we'll be uh, greatly looking forward to this upcoming game, and we'll talk about it next time on the Full Press Packers Pod. Crestwell, crazy, yeah. Girl, I'll be crestwell, you're about With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.